Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, friends. Welcome to Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene, and I am the host of the podcast. I am so grateful that you've chosen to join me once again this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so grateful. I hope everyone has had a great week and things are going smoothly. Things have not gone so smoothly in my life in recent weeks. And so in thinking of this week's podcast, I was trying to rely on some of the things that have helped me when things feel like they're falling apart in my co-parenting relationships, in my life in general, when things just are just hard. And I know you all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Because if you're a single mother, or you are a newly divorced, or whatever your current situation is, I know that you have experienced times in your life where it feels literally like everything is falling apart. And so I just wanted to give, I actually came up with like 10 different things that we can do when our relationships are falling apart or when our whole world feels like they're falling apart. The first thing in thinking about today, what I do when I get just overwhelmed, frustrated with everything, is I take a break, right? And I know that sounds so simple. And probably depending on what type of personality you are, taking a break feels like you're quitting or giving up. And it probably sounds like outrageous. Like, really? I can't just quit. I need to figure it out. I need to find a solution. I have a million things I need to do. We're supposed to fix this custody issue that we have going on. There's lots of things, right, that need to be done. But I will tell you that sometimes in releasing or taking a break, it helps life kind of by letting go, it things will fall into place. And the reality is that at times we may need to just back away and not keep pushing for whatever it is that we need or needs to be done or should be done or the holiday schedule of who gets what and there's conflict and whatever. Because sometimes in the taking a break and the backing down, we can refocus and things will get a little clearer, and you can reassess. You have a much clearer mind, and you can reassess what it is that you need to do. I feel like as part of taking a break, one of the things that you can do is not to be afraid of what the issue is and what you're feeling, and to write it down. I do a lot of processing by writing it down. I do a lot. And I just on a side note, I always keep a pen and paper beside my bed, because I dream sometimes. And when I dream, they're typically dreams I can really remember. But as soon as I wake up in the morning, I will write down dreams because you know, when we're sleeping, we're also processing. So if you feel like things are just going crazy, and 
things are not working out and are not going your way and you're overwhelmed. And I am in this situation right now. And that's why I wanted to talk about it with you guys, because it's it's in taking the break. It's in writing it down, letting it go, that we can reassess and work it out. The next thing is to get support. And I don't mean like, okay, it doesn't mean you have to call a therapist today. Now you might need to, right? But we can put our ego aside, and this is hard for me, <laughs> and and ask for help, whatever it is. If it's therapy, that's great. Asking advice or finding a friend just to vent to, or just being around someone who's upbeat and positive. And I tell you, that does a lot for a person. And I know a couple of weeks ago, I talked about not being whiny and having someone being around someone that's really negative, it will bring you down. So if you have a strong, positive support person, that is one of the best ways to feel happy and positive again. And I was reading somewhere this week that there are studies that show that being positive is 100% contagious. So I think to make sure that your support system, my support system is optimistic and is capable of lifting your spirits. And I think at the same time, having someone within your support system that can be honest with you, and even though that might feel harsh at times, I think being someone being able to be honest with you and tell you exactly what it is and give you really good quality feedback, whatever the situation is. Number three is attempt something new or declutter your life. And I know I have to do this small because even in my own life right now, I am attempting to declutter and I'm like, oh, it might just be a drawer a day, right? (laughs) And so if you feel like that you've been working on the same issue or same thing for a long time and obviously you get the same results, that could be the reason. And so try something new. Um, not too long ago, I went and painted ceramics and it was very, I hadn't done it in years and it was really nice. It was very stress-free. And so I think that it's not to say that you abandon your dreams or, you know, you're like just giving up on whatever it is. But if you attempt something new, it kind of sparks that imagination and creativity so that if you are having serious issues, especially within your co-parenting relationship, that it gives a new way to figure out the problem. And so I feel like that will help. And I know that science has actually proven that when we try something new, that it triggers a certain part of our brain and releases the motivational chemical in our brain. So you don't have to do something big like moving <laughs> or you you can start with something smaller, right? And so I feel like that is a good way to kind of get the energy in a different place. Number four that I think is really helpful is to make your goals visible and visualize your best day. So if you are, and you can be specific, if it's within your co-parenting relationship and your goal is, I want to be in a better place 
in the new year with my co-parenting partner by having more free time or having the children more or a different arrangement, whatever that is, if you make those goals visible, it will really, really help. And then on a daily basis, you can visualize your best day. And I really do a lot of visualization. And I found that it helped the visualization of your best day, along with making your goals, like putting, I do this sometimes, uh, I put my goals on my mirror with lipstick so that I can see, or you can write down affirmations or anything that will help you to focus and train your brain to be more positive and it will really give you a peace of mind. I think focusing on the small things first is super important. And that is number five, is focus on the small things. Don't build these mountains up in your mind, right? And I know that when we are all processing and we're frustrated and everything is falling apart, sometimes we make things bigger than what they are. And so you really have to break it down and do it piece by piece. So for example, if you're not happy with your weight, you can make small changes in your lifestyle, like taking the stairs instead of the elevator, or you can, you know, cut back carbs. I personally have been working on this, and I'm not eating after dinner. I am cutting back on my carbs, you know, all the just little small things. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to the gym five times a week and I'm on this big diet, whatever it is. Start small so that you can build up a consistent, stable routine. Number six, speak and show positive affirmation. And I touched on this a little bit ago. There may be no more of a powerful external creative force than self-talk. Back several years ago, I did some therapy and I was challenged to write down all my self-talk for like, I think it was two weeks, I want to say. I, I can't really, I think it was two weeks. So for every everything that I caught myself saying, I became very aware of what I was saying. And do you know, I was one negative mama. <laughs> I mean, I was so negative to myself. I would never be that negative to anyone else. And most people, I think, find me a very positive person. But to my own self, I was so negative. So if you keep reminding yourself how terrible everything is around you, how horrible the co- other co-parent is, how horrible his his girlfriend or wife is, whatever, then everything is going to be terrible. So regardless of all the negativity that is going around us, say out loud what you want to happen. Say it, then jot down a daily affirmation and place it somewhere that you're going to see it. Like I mentioned before, like your bathroom mirror or bedroom mirror, however, or your computer monitor or on your refrigerator. I think that those little things make such a difference. And I think our children can see that and mirror that when they find themselves in a tough place at school 
or wherever they are in their life that they can be, okay, I'm going to do positive self-talk. And, you know, I always go back to gratitude and show gratitude. Number seven, take action and no moping. I am a big believer in no moping. After we take a break and we do all these things, then we take action and not mope around. And But I think once you get like get a to-do list of things you need to do, eventually this will motivate you to create even more challenging goals. And it'll keep us occupied so that there's no moping around the house. I am a big believer in no moping. Number eight that helps me a lot is I tend to take... 20 minute naps. And I, I'm getting old. Because my mom used to always take naps. I'm thinking, why is she taking a nap? I love myself a nap if you can find the time. And I understand, especially if you're a busy single mom or doing all those things. But it's I look at it as a reset nap. And I typically do it like if I get off work and I'm done with work and then I I find myself with maybe 45 minutes, I will literally set an alarm and take a 20 minute nap. It's not really a power nap necessarily. It's more of a reset nap and it will allow you to close your eyes and your body will relax. And then when the timer hits, then you can get up and stretch and move around. But I really think Taking power naps can really help, especially if you're in the middle of a lot of stress. If you can just get your mind to like quietly calm down and just know, okay, I can worry about all this stuff in 20 minutes. Number nine is be with other humans. And I know that, you know, with the pandemic, everything has changed and it's a lot more challenging right now. But if you feel safe enough, depending on your situation, to visit with a friend at an outside cafe or be around other people and kind of be out of your head for a while, that is usually the last thing that you will want to do. But getting into someone else's world for 30 minutes or an hour will really help pull you out mentally. And I know I work from home and so I don't interact with a lot of people day to day, like one on one in person. But I know that years ago, when I worked in an office that there were days when I was really depressed. And when I struggle with depression, but when I would go into work, and then I would start, you know, talking to other people and whatever. By noon, I was better, like, in terms of just mentally getting out of my own head, getting around other people, getting out of my own crap, and just keeping it moving, right? Number 10, and this is really basic. I know it is, but it's I'm just giving you things that's helped me is water and sleep. Drinking lots of water if you like lemon or lime, um, in depending on if you like it to taste and go to bed early. I typically like going to bed early, but I wake up very early too. But it helps me when I know I'm going to get eight hours of sleep at least and can just, I I don't worry about lots of things in terms of, oh, my house has to be perfect. I don't. I value my rest. And um, so if you can, water and sleep is so important. Just want to give you a few things that I try to avoid when I'm really down. 
and I'm coming to the end wrapping it up. But I thought these were important things that I try to avoid when I'm down or discouraged. Like music, like sad music or nostalgic music that makes me think of when things were different, when they were better. It's just, ugh. Shopping to feel better. Um, No, we don't want to do that. Because if you have an addictive personality, it will turn into a big old credit card bill. Um, Social media. And this one is a tough one for me because obviously I post a lot of stuff on social media. But the comparison can kill you, y'all. The comparison can kill you. I see so many people. Oh, I have a wonderful relationship. Everything's great. Everything's super. My house is gorgeous. I'm going here going to Cancun, whatever. And I'm over here like, are you kidding me right now? I am working, doing tennis, cleaning my house, I'm cooking, I'm doing my podcast, which I love. Um, That's my love thing. But if I do too much social media, I start comparing and it is not good. Avoid negative or complicated friendships or relationships. Just especially if you're feeling down and you're going through that really tough time of you're trying to sort out, don't complicate it by adding the negative people and complicated friendships. Avoid alcohol, seriously, because alcohol is a depressant. Now, I know, you know, I like a nice glass of wine. I like a little bit to drink, but I have found that if I consistently do it, I am generally more depressed. You can just try these out. Be extra good to yourself. Give yourself a lot of grace. And I feel like that if you just try not to fix everything and just kind of surrender to life and what it has, that many of our issues will work themselves out and just breathe, right? Breathe. I really hope that these suggestions have been helpful. I hope you find strength and relief and and just know that our better day is coming. I really this the past few weeks have been tough for me and but I know that better days are coming and I know that and I live in that peace and I live in that promise. I am as always, grateful that you've chosen to join me again this week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I promise you that soon we're going to be hearing from Bree, my daughter, and Alex, her husband, and maybe you'll hear a cry or two from the baby. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited. And um, anyway, have a wonderful week and be blessed. Hey, mamas, thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at debralanae.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast and I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Lene, and remember for this week to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.